you guys chill out? I'm trying to do a podcast. Alright boys, it's good to be back. We were back from a little hiatus from last week, but there was really nothing going on. Now we got some stuff to talk about. We got UFC recap, backlash for me and Vance who probably watched, some disappointing to get to, no MLB, which, you know, I predicted. I told all you guys this like a month ago. It's not set in stone yet. Maybe, maybe no NBA. We'll get into that. We got brand new Sneedler's list, the ball guy of the week, maybe bald guys of the week. Haven't decided yet. And the starting five, too hot to handle. Okay. You guys were having trouble with that earlier, but I clarified hey, it. It's, it's too me. hot to handle. Somebody always has a problem with it. No matter who it is or the topic, there's always some kind of opinionated rebuttal. Like, oh, man, that sucks. I just wanted to understand oh, it. Man. I wasn't arguing. Hey, I just was like, I'll what are we talking about? I've been I've been I've been a good boy. I don't complain about that shit anymore. So we got shirtless Joe Jackson and the greatest dad in the podcast right now. But before we get to this episode of Section Three One Two, it is brought to you by our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. I'm gonna go off script right now. There's not a lot of sports going on right now, but the one you can prop bets over under only highest tier athletes. Go to ThriveFantasy.com. Go download them in the App Store, Thrive Fantasy. And when you enter our code SEC312, you get an instant match on your first deposit of 10 bucks. Vance, I want you to go sign up, deposit 10, enter our code. I'm going to give you the 10. You get an extra 10. Everybody out there will get an extra 10. That's 20 bucks. You can go bet on some golf. You can go bet on some NASCAR races. Whatever you want. Hockey's coming back soon. We got fights going on. You got over-under point values. Thrive Fantasy is our people. All right. Um, Speaking of... Uh, I, I don't even know what we were speaking of, but I'm, I'm so rattled. I've been going nonstop, right? For, finally get to sit down, and I'm just trying to grind it out. Going on vacation... Well, not really vacation. It's the Wisconsin Dells. I mean, I guess you can call that vacation. I'm looking forward to going to the uh, casino and dropping like 600 bucks, but it, it'll be fun. Uh, Vance, I don't know if you're coming yet. You haven't said anything, so if you're going to go up there and you're trying to link, you got to let me know. We're just going to get a little bit of Corona. Just a little Do bit. It. Do it. A little bit of Corona, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, just, just a little bit of Corona. Do it before they close. I want to go. I really do want to go. So, well, the Kalahari has been open. For since like like weeks, yeah. yeah. So yeah, everything, everything's gonna get shut down again, apparently. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because everyone seems to forget about this virus. And now it's coming back in a second wave, and I don't know. It's just gonna get worse and worse and worse. So you know, I'm just trying to enjoy life, and everybody that's listening to the show right now is trying to enjoy life as well. That's why they're sitting inside section three one two because we're fun we're entertaining we take them away from their reality for at least an hour we try to make it an hour of their day um but three hours three hours of our day backlash wwe vance did you watch it at all yes sir i watched all day okay i watched bits and parts of it i skipped the jeff hardy sheamus match i just wasn't interested uh i skipped yeah. the it was all right I skipped the... What was the other match that I skipped? Oh, I I, I, I skipped the Asuka-Nia Jax match. Uh, Yeah. I skipped that. I watched the Edge and Orton. I thought that was very good. Fantastic. I I mean, it was long, but it was fantastic. 
Yeah, I mean, reports that came out earlier that it was going to end up being about thirty to thirty-three minutes total. So mm. it wasn't it wasn't too much of a shocker when it, it ran long. But I thought it was cool how you know the world's greatest match, and they decided you know they were going to um, incorporate some of old moves like Triple H's pedigree and Christian's mm-hmm. kill switch and things like that. Right? I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool, but. You brought it up, right? Bobby Lashley. Okay, let's just break. Let's go into that match, right? Right. 13, 13 years since he's had his title match. 13 years since his last his last title match in the WWE. So, I want to know when it was okay for Bobby Lashley to not have a finisher of his own and just steal everybody else's. Okay, he takes the spear or gore or whatever you want to call it from, you know, Goldberg, from Edge, from Batista, like all these people that, you know, Roman from Roman. Right, right. He takes the master lock from Chris Masters and just decides to call it the full Nelson because it is a full Nelson, but it's the master yeah, it lock. Is, right. It, is it, was, it was known as the master lock. And Bobby Lashley was the very first person to get out of that lock. So he he steals Chris Masters' move, right? And then mm-hmm. I saw that he he pulled some other move out too. I can't remember what it was, but it was somebody else's move. And I was like, when is Bobby Lashley gonna come up with his own finisher? Maybe that's why he's not champion right now because he just doesn't have it right now. I mean, I like the MVP storyline. I like the MVP uh, basically coaching him to a title and. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the whole Lana thing didn't really play out well. So I mean, it's, you saw kind of what happened last night, right? No, I haven't watched yet. I'm going oh. too soon. I'm like, I don't know if you want me to not ruin it or anything, but yeah, yeah. I, I ha- just saw a little storyline came out with him and Lana kind of thing. Right, they're going to end up getting their divorce or whatever. Rusev Day yeah. is going to come back in somehow, but I don't think he is. I think he's permanently released. I don't know. I, was, I thought he got released, but but. I thought that was bogus. I wish he would have stayed. Okay, so Backlash overall, I'm going to give it a C-plus for a pay-per-view. I want to put it in there, C-plus, B-minus. C-plus for I the mean, pay-per-view. Because I enjoyed that McIntyre-Lashley match. Like, it was still a good match. It had, a, like, you know, some excitement and some, you know, Yeah, I but mean, we it, knew McIntyre was going to win. Right, that is a good point, though. I did not ever expect Lashley to win. But and, it was still, I thought it was entertaining. Lana came out. You know, they had some of those elements of, like, him and MV, or an MVP. And I, so it, was, it wasn't bad. I personally don't see Drew McIntyre losing the title from anybody on Raw anytime soon. No, like, probably till Brock comes back or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, maybe Matt Riddle, when they incorporate him on SmackDown, maybe there's going to be, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, maybe the, this is where the fiend comes into play. We That's the guy se- who doesn't wear shoes, right? Yeah, maybe the fiend comes back into play. We haven't seen him in like four weeks. To him, That's you what know. I've heard. He's kind of went MIA. Like you know, my buddy was telling me like he just really hasn't been on TV lately. I'm like, huh? No, yeah, because I think Bray Wyatt's injured. I think he got injured, and he nobody said anything. I don't know, but I think he'll be back for Extreme Rules because the Braun Strowman Miz Morrison match that didn't really make any sense to me either. I mean, I get it, the fact that. Um, they're trying to break up the stable so Morrison can do more, you know, solo stuff, maybe. I would like to see a John Morrison. It felt like a sweat, yeah, even though, you I w- know. I would love to see a John Morrison, AJ Styles Intercontinental Championship match. 
Well, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I want to at extreme rules, fast pace. Right at extreme rules, I would love to see that. I want to see a storyline start to play out for Sheamus versus McIntyre. Like I've said, you got the Broad Kick versus the Claymore, which is you know they both have those kick finishers. It's the Irishman versus the Scottish versus the uh, what does he call himself? The Sexy Scotsman. So I think <laughs> you know for big publicity that would be cool. Um, coronavirus though. We we brought that up. Uh, I guess somebody was infected. One of the ta- one of the talent in the WWE. They didn't specify who, but contacted the virus. So I don't know if they're going to stop doing the crowds or the NXT superstars. Well, I they don't... have the trainees and stuff in the crowd. I guess yeah. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, after Backlash, though, the Last Ride Part Four. Have you been watching the Undertaker's documentary? Because it's badass. It's funny, I just told Sneed that I had been catching up on it like this week. It's good. So I had watched three of the four episodes and I should have watched the fourth one. I have no I haven't I haven't, I haven't put it on. I haven't watched the fourth one yet. You know, I Oh you haven't no. I've only watched the three then. Me and me and my girlfriend were watching the pay per view and then, you know, it switched over to that and I was like, No, I'm gonna stop it because I got so much to watch. I got other documentaries to watch that turned out to be trash, so I haven't even watched them yet. We'll we'll get into that later in the show. Uh, after we get to uh, Sneedler's list and talk about the UFC a little bit, but we'll get to that a little bit. Um, But yeah, The Undertaker Last Ride, it's on the WWE Network. It's got a lot of backstage uh, footage and interviews from people and, you know, Mark Calloway as himself and not The Undertaker Mm -hmm. and the family man with Michelle McCool and the kids. It's a great documentary. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think it's almost as good as The Last Dance. Like, literally... The Undertaker's The Last Ride can probably be up there with The Last Dance as probably the uh, couple great documentaries so far this year. But let's switch over to UFC. I mean, it's 1B. <laughs> yeah. 1B, but yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Right. So let's switch over to UFC because uh, Jeremy was all action-packed about it last week when we were all super busy. We didn't have the show, so none of us were sitting here in Section 312. <laughs> what was it? It was UFC 250, Amanda Nunez, and... Uh, Felicia Felicia Spencer. Yeah, Felicia Spencer. And Nunez yeah, won. Yeah, Nunez, Nunez I mean I, and I, I had said it the whole the whole time. I had a I had a friend over to watch to watch it because he's been betting on, on all the UFC fights because he, he kinda has a gambling problem and uh but he wins a lot when he gambles UFC. So I mean is it a problem if you're winning? I don't know. But Nunez, uh, like Felicia Spencer, there was no reason to think that Nunez was going to lose to her. No, no not a cheat. Yeah, and she just beat her up for for multiple rounds. I'm trying to get back to the to the card so I can remember what happened. Um, yeah, Garbrandt, Cody Garbrandt had the one. That's right, he had the one second left knockout of Rafael Sansao, which was insane. Something that I've yeah, I, I don't know if I've I don't know if I've ever seen that. I did see that. Right the bell. Right at the bell knocked him out. Yeah, you had you had that. You had Aljamain Sterling with the first round submission on Corey Sandhagen, which was a big deal. Like this card O'Malley, was O'Malley's walk away was insane. That I, that one in in yeah. uh, Arbrand. Those were two of the best knockouts I've ever seen on UFC. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, that's what I told my buddy. Like he freaked out because like he he obviously hasn't been watching that much UFC, like only the last, you know, probably like six months of cards. I've been watching it almost my entire life. So I've seen kind of everything there is to see in the UFC, but he freaked out. I was like, dude, 
that's something you don't see all that often, a clean walk-off knockout. So that was Yeah, fun. he walked away from it like he knew it. I was like, oh, oh that's bad. Something – so it's it's been really fun. They, like So they've been doing the, the fights at the Apex where they used to do the Ultimate Fighter at. And right. it's, a, it's a smaller octagon that they're using. It, normally the octagon is 30 – I think it's 30 feet wide. The one right. they've been using for the last few cards is 25 feet. 25, right? Yeah. And about. it's and uh, it's been making the fighters like way more aggressive, and it's that's why there's so many knockouts. Like the fight night last week, the first three fights all ended within like a minute and a half of the first round by knockouts. Yeah, they were under a minute. Yeah, it was 49, yeah. 20, 50, 30, 31, something like that, or 23, 29, yeah. 49. It was crazy. It, it was insane. So I don't know. I don't know what what kind of cage they're going to use in Fight Island out in Abu Dhabi, but I think they should stick with this 25 foot. I heard they're going back to the not to upset you, but I heard they're going back to the thirty up there. I mean, though. that's what I figure, but I think they need to. I think they need to revisit the idea of of the twenty five. Yeah. yeah, that's what my buddy was saying too. That he likes the twenty five better. Yeah, not that. Not that. Like, I'm still a big UFC supporter, and if it's you know the thirty feet, still you get you definitely get plenty of excitement. Don't get me wrong, but this twenty five foot octagon seems to just really make a make a difference. So. UFC 250 recap from the last two weeks since we didn't get to it last week. Uh, other news, though, in the UFC. A lot of stuff is coming out. Conor McGregor retired again for the third time. And <laughs> and Masvidal claims it's because he didn't agree to the terms that McGregor wanted for the fight. I mean, possibly. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, my big scary. thing is it should be Masvidal Usman is what I thought that those two need to fight. Right, they just haven't quite figured that out. Right, but I guess Connor's people got in contact with Masvidal's people and were like, "Hey, this is what's going to happen. It's either take it or leave it." And he said, "Leave it." And Connor said, "Peace out." <laughs> well, he's not getting fights. Period, and it seems like it's frustrating him. Like. You know, he wants to fight, and he's not getting, you know, it doesn't seem they want to, like, save him for a big draw, like, when they can get fans back or something, you know? I don't know. Yeah, so, he came out and tweeted, I already explained why I signed a new deal. It's either take it or leave it and not get paid. I would have signed another deal if it was done in good faith. He called me night before he wants to announce and tell me take it or leave it. That's not negotiating. That's strong-arming. <laughs> So yeah, I, I mean, if we've learned anything from the UFC, it's that these negotiations don't seem to—they uh, don't seem to go very well. I feel right like. between between Dana and the fighters, whenever they're all trying to figure stuff out, it, it gets a little uh, gets a little hairy. But Fight Island is going to happen, and I'm I'm excited for that. Well, Fight for, Island Fight oh. Island is happening for a while because they're going to have like More all. Fight. They're going to have the whole month of July is going to be in Abu Dhabi on Fight Island. Yeah. I I really hope it's outside. I think they're building some little stadiums. No, 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 no. I want the octagon on the beach with tiki (laughs) torches around it, you know, in the sand with the ocean. Like, I want Fight Island, Fight Island. Or what they can do is they can put up some, like, tiki torch style stuff and make a own little octagon into the sand and have the fighters fight in the sand. <laughs> sure. You got to play the yeah. elements on Fight Island. Yeah. 
Oh, I'd have yeah. to be like WWE style, put like that little makeshift roof over just the ring. Now, you know what I mean? Like, now what Dana, thinking, that would be kind of cool. Now what Dana White is not telling everybody is that it's going to be a battle royal. They're all dropped onto this island, <laughs> and the last <laughs> one standing. Battle Royal? Yeah. Is that really what the fuck you just said? Yeah, the Battle Royal. you never seen that yeah. movie? It was a Japanese movie about all these eighth graders, and they were mean as hell to their teacher, so the teacher tricked them all that they were going on a field trip, and instead he drugged them and dropped them on this abandoned island, and they all had collars on. It's like the Hunger Games. It's what the it's Hunger... A, it's, it's Royale. It's not Royal. Royale, <laughs> Royal, same thing. Okay? But... <laughs> Have you ever have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? He doesn't say royal with cheese. He says it's a royale with cheese. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it'll be a fight island with cheese. So you uncultured swine. So <laughs> hey, I, unacceptable. I eat swine. I eat swine <laughs> yeah. like you for breakfast. I eat <laughs> the ass and all. Prove it. So. Let's get to Sneedler's list. We'll talk some MLB, NBA, and then we'll get to the starting five and get out of here. Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Okay. Uh, So, for this week, I don't know. Do you guys watch Titan Games, the Dwayne Johnson show on NBC? No. Uh, It's a good time. It's a good time. You should should watch it. I watched the tag one, though. Yeah, Ultimate Tag's dope. All right, well, this doesn't involve Ultimate Tag, you losers. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is Titan Game. Or I like watching Titan Games. I think it's a lot of fun. Dwayne Johnson, he designs like all the, all the games that the guys have to play, and it's just these big-ass dudes and chicks trying to out-muscle each other, and I think it's a lot of fun. But So they, they instituted this year where to, win, like, to be – to be potentially the champion, to be the Titan, you'd have to take down a celebrity Titan. So they have Victor Cruz, Joe Thomas, um, and Tyron Woodley from the UFC are the men's side. And then on the women's side, there was a professional boxer, Steffi Graf from American Ninja Warrior, and I think a WNBA player. I can't remember who it was. but So you basically you have to take down those like celebrity Titans to like make your way further into the competition. So that got me thinking that now that they're instituting some celebrity cameos here, this is my top 10 list of celebrities slash athletes that I would want to see compete on the Titan games. At number 10, Mr. Joe Rogan. People don't, people don't realize how great of in shape Joe Rogan is. And if you follow him on Instagram like I do, then you might have an idea of it. The man is a workout machine. And so I, w- I would be very intrigued to see him put that to the test in, in something like the Titan Games. And, and kind of and Joe, Joe Rogan's like a human onion where he just has so many literal layers. He's Fear Factor. He's a stand-up comedian, UFC, mixed martial artist, he, you know, podcast. He does everything. So why not... Why not compete on that show? Number nine, Mr. James Harrison. On the Titan Games, they like to have some storylines, including older people that are shredded. And why not James Harrison? Those videos that because, he's been putting Because out, he's coked out. That's why. It would be unfair. It's like his steroids. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, you're crushing my dreams, Quentin. I want to see James Harrison compete in the goddamn Titan Games. At number eight... Mr. Michael B. Jordan. He's gotten himself in incredible shape for movies like Black Panther and the Creed movies. He's 
jacked, but he's also pretty like leaned out. And it seems like those guys do really well in the Titan games. So I'd be intrigued to see what Michael B. Jordan could do. At number seven, Wiz Khalifa, another guy who's lean but low-key jacked. He's gotten really into boxing and getting into like working out and stuff. He's showing off the six-pack in videos. I think he could be an interesting uh, a little candidate if they did like a celebrity episode of, uh, of the Titan games. He might not do well, and if, of everyone on this list, he'd probably do the worst, but... I'm intrigued to see what he would be able to do. At number would he six, be allowed to smoke. That that's up in the air. Well, we'll we can <laughs> we can uh, arrange that in his contract. In his contract, yeah, what he does in between in between rounds is uh, we don't have to talk about it. At number six, Ronda Rousey. There, I figured out of uh, out of the female celebrities, Ronda Rousey. She's always been in tremendous shape. She's an Olympian, one of the best UFC fighters of all time. She's a wrestler now. She's been in action movies, so she's got the physique and uh, that attitude of I'm going to beat you at everything, except Holly Holm, I guess. But Ronda Rousey, I think she would do a damn good job on the Titan Games. So to get things started on my list of top ten celebrities I would want to see on the Titan Games, Joe Rogan, James Harrison, Michael B. Jordan, Wiz Khalifa, and Ronda Rousey. So into the top five. At number five, I have Noah Syndergaard from the New York Mets. During this offseason, he's gotten jacked with uh, Walker Bueller. They both look amazing. It's kind of a toss-up. You could you could throw either one of them in to the Titan games, and I think they would do pretty damn well. Plus, Syndergaard, with being how tall he is, might have a little bit of an advantage in some of the uh, obstacles there. Another guy who's tall and jacked, Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'd be more interested to see what he could do in the Titan games because of how damn tall and how long he is. Some of the competitions on the Titan Games require you to be, you know, reaching for stuff, and you got to have like some, some, you know, you got to hang on to stuff. So Giannis might have an advantage. I don't know. At number three, Mr. DK Metcalf. We all know what he looks like. We all know his workout routines. He went viral for just being absolutely shredded and just a man amongst children. So why not throw DK Metcalf in there? They're already introduced. They they brought Joe Thomas and Victor Cruz in. Um, why not put DK Metcalf in there? Why not? At number two, I think this would be a lot of fun since it's Dwayne Johnson's show. Why not put Kevin Hart on the show? And he is in damn good shape. Kevin Hart works out twice a day, every day. He's gotten into some pretty incredible shape. He got himself a Nike deal because of it. And I'd be interested to see with him being so damn short how that would impact him being on the Titan games. So to recap my top 10 list before we get to number one, Joe Rogan, James Harrison, Michael B. Jordan, Wiz Khalifa, Ronda Rousey, Syndergaard, Giannis, DK Metcalf, and Kevin Hart. And ultimately, the number one celebrity that needs to compete in the Titan games, he hasn't so far. That is the creator of the show, Dwayne Johnson. If you're going to create the show, and create these obstacles, go in there and prove that you're the guy. Be- I want to see him compete. Because maybe then, against, maybe against Kevin Hart. Because I then, think, yeah. when he loses, then they're gonna be like, "What the fuck, man? I thought this was your shit." Winner gets to host the show. That's what I, like I was that. waiting for that the whole time, though. I'm like, when is he gonna say the Rock himself? Like. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you beat if you beat the Rock, you get to take over the show. 
So <laughs> you get to host now. You're the yeah, new host. it's like King of the Hill. You get to take over. I'd like to see Floyd Mayweather. I thought about him. Yeah. Or Tyson I, I, Fury. Uh, yeah, Fury maybe. He's, I, I feel like he's a little too doughy. I don't know. I feel like Sneed gets an A for his admiring of celebrities' bodies. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I didn't know all this stuff. I'm like learning. I'm like shit. Yo, what, yeah, check out Wiz Khalifa, dude. He got like really into. <laughs> bo- he, he got he got really into boxing. He looks crazy. So that was Sneedler's list of his famous celebrities that he wants to see on the Titan Games. Uh, let's break down some MLB real quick. Uh, there's really nothing to break down because they're not gonna play. And I told you guys this. <laughs> And Vance, you know, you keep bringing up, you know, the money issue, the games, you know, they're trying to get the TV deals, you know, they're they're trying to play. Well, first off, here's a problem. I'm saying that owners wouldn't want to give up that money is what I was saying. Well, here's the, he, I still believe. Here's the first is. problem. Here's the first problem with the MLB. Number one, Arizona's becoming a hot spot, right, for the virus. So where are these spring training games that they were talking about playing, you know, having the Cactus League well, and the other league? They're having everybody report to their facilities. No, well. right. They're going to stay at home. But they no. weren't going to go to Arizona and Florida anymore. No, but I thought they were going to do Arizona and Florida as the two designated places for the the two separate leagues, right? So Arizona's... The, the new be- stuff I heard was like inter-squad at their own facility, like, and then they would just play games. So, anyway, they're, they're hot spots popping up all over right now my second concern is again it's not the money what the fuck do you do when somebody gets hurt because players are going to get hurt players drop like flies left and right in the mlb where are you going to pull guys from you have no minor league system you got no guys that are going to be ready there's no way you could play baseball in 2020 there's no possible way that you could play not with that attitude (laughs) <laughs> and to be honest, I wouldn't want to play. If I win a championship well, anyway, it's going to have an asterisk next to it says Corona for all of time, right? But would you, ra- but would you rather have a title that way or by stealing one? I wouldn't want it. Uh, 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 I'll steal one. Did you guys hear something about the Yankees getting like apparently accused of something too and there was like, well, a letter well, and all that? Well, I remember, I remember when that happened a few years ago. It was like people that were betting on games tried to call out the Yankees for using uh, like using signs to to steal stuff, and then apparently it got like it got swept under the rug, like literally, because it got there was a letter that was written and it never got opened. It was a sealed letter, yeah. Then yeah. it came out like last and now, week. And now, and like, like, what the hell? Now, like a federal judge is like, oh shit, we should probably open that. Yeah, so well, it's like the pot calling the kettle black, crying about the Astros. You know what I mean? It was funny. Yeah, that's what's gonna be. That's what's gonna be crazy. Yeah. So I don't think there's any way the MLB plays, but I could be wrong. But it's just not looking good right now. Um, well, the other thing I heard too is that Manfred, you know, came out with that yesterday because they know if they only play 40 games, they can't start right now. So he's like just basically dragging his feet on purpose. Like, you well, know, he's they, trying to play. You're going to play 40 games. You don't need to start. They're July, trying to right? play the minimum amount of games so that way they get the TV deal money. That's their main concern is that they well, get the that TV money, deal yeah, money. Which is the big thing, too. Right. They want to make sure that they don't fuck that up. Right. So we had the MLB draft as well this past week. And I just want to get to a couple things. Ed Howard, he's a stud. Cubs drafted him. He's from Mount Prospect. Or not Mount Prospect, Mark, Mount Carmel? Mount Carmel, yep. Yeah, Mount Carmel. McNabb went. And 
He's a shortstop. They have so many good A-rated shortstops. Where does this leave Javi Baez? Because none of these, none of these guys. <laughs> what? None of these guys. Shut that shit down no. right now. Are you kidding me? If I'm the Cubs, why would I re-sign Javi long term when I have these studs in my farm system? None of them are better than Javi Baez. Are you out of your Not mind? right now, but maybe in two, three years. Have you seen their farm system? All five shortstops in their farm system are grade A's. And this Ed Howard kid is supposed to be the real deal. He's yeah, supposed to be like it's Tim gonna Anderson. Take, it's going to take Howard at least probably four or five four years five to do years anything, especially league. now with, with everything going on in, in the world. But what are you telling me you're going to take Nico Warner over Javi Baez? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, Nico plays second and Javi plays short. Then what shortstop are you talking about? We have we have like four. I forget their names, but they're pretty. They're pretty talented oh, they're, guys. They're so good. You don't even know. Their no, names. I, I, I never said that. I never said that. I never said they're so good. I said they said they're better than Javi. Yeah, I, I never once them. said they're better than Javi. They're grade Hobby. A. You said they're they're grade gra- a. Yeah, I did. They're grade fucking A's, right? And when Javi wants that three hundred million dollar contract, I'll kick his ass out the door because I got four other guys that are younger than Javi that could be just as talented in the MLB. And I'm not you gonna just talk sh- about a three hundred million dollar contract. You made it sound like right now, if you could get rid of Javi, you would. No, no, no. But when that contract expires and it's time to uh, renegotiate with Javi. I'm not giving him three hundred million. I'm not even giving Chris three hundred million. I'll kick his ass out the door too. Chris Bryant's barely worth a hundred million at this point. They're trying to they're trying to fire sell him apparently. And and Anthony Rizzo, you know, he he lost twenty five pounds from this offseason. I don't know how that's gonna incorporate to his power numbers. So the Cubs okay. The Cubs are just, plus the Cubs get this kid that I'm excited about that throws 105 on radar. <laughs> well, that speaking real quick about Howard too. What's real cool is they had, like have you seen the the videos of him when he was he got to go to like Wrigley Field. He met like I think it was Sammy Sosa, and then he got to compete at Wrigley Field for the like Under Armour it showcase was, game. It was and, Starlin Castro. Or that's right, yeah. But like he had all this history with the Chicago Cubs, then they drafted him, which was pretty cool. Yeah, he's. When he's from the city, you know, he's a hometown kid. It's he's a good story. He's going to be the next D. Rose, but of the Cubs. Without the injuries. <laughs> Knock on wood. But that's all. Oh, uh, before we get Can away we from the MLB. The Sox, uh, who, yeah, because they got some studs. I hate, I hate their I hate their draft. Why? I hate, I hate their first round pick, too. Well, you're crazy, Sneed. You're fucking crazy. Have you read the scouting reports on him? They're like, oh, he's got injury problems. He's, no, he's, he's he's not even gonna he's not gonna hold up as a starting pitcher. He'll be a bullpen arm. I'm like, okay, cool. They just wasted. No, their first the, there's pick. all types of different arm. things, bro. You gotta you gotta look at the sources close. The Tennessee people say that they were just shutting him down for conference. Like it wasn't a big deal, and that's but everybody overreacted. And they had they got two top twenty prospects at eleven and forty seven. The the guy, the second round pick, they thought was going to go top 20, but nobody thought they could sign him. They thought he was going to go to college. He was like a dream to be a Longhorn. He didn't want to go to the MLB yet. But then the White Sox called him the night before and struck a deal, so they knew that they could take him and sign him at 47. I just think it was like, I guess I guess this draft obviously is a little bit, you have a different strategy because you're only, you only have the five picks, but I just don't know why... 
why they wouldn't at least just take one position player. I mean, I don't know. I get what you mean, but I think they need the depth at pitching. You know, kind of a lot of uncertainty with older guys, and then Ronaldo Lopez is coming to contract soon. Like, I get where they, you know, wanted to load up on some arms. Um, and and I mean, I I know there are some concerns with Crochet, but well, but they still have, like, but like, but like, they're 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 pitching like at least in the short future, I guess. Short like, term, shouldn't yeah, be shouldn't term. be that bad because they still have Dane Dunning, in, you know, waiting in the wind. Like, they still got him. Doesn't see still. Needs time to progress a little bit. I mean, they they've I mean, got we time. Haven't really seen, we haven't seen Kopech yet. I mean, yeah, yeah, they have some arms, you know. But that's where I think Crochet, you know, could be a nice fit down the line if he, you know, if he is durable enough to start. I just figured. I you just know, that's figured. the only concern I have is if he ends up being a bullpen guy. You know, he still throws hard and he's left-handed. So, well, you know, hopefully, like, hopefully though, with him, like, I hope the White Sox don't do what they did with Carson Fulmer though, and just keep like bouncing him back and forth early on in his All career. Right. Like, remember, yeah. like. They, I agree with that. I think Fulmer. I think Fulmer should have always been a bullpen arm, and instead they tried to they tried to use him as like a utility. Like he can start, he can come out of the pen, like he did at Vandy. But they they should have just. Well, he was like, a really good starter at Vandy. Like you know, the last year he kind of did done bullpen before. Then he like came into his own. So they're like maybe he can start, and then he just he could didn't have it anymore. Yeah, I just think like with his mechanics and everything, like they should have put him in the pen, and that's why I just hope <laughs> with with Crochet. That they at least just figure out early on, you know, we want you to be a bullpen guy or we want you to be a starter. Like I, I right. just hope they, I hope they figure that out early and they don't. Well, just, don't bounce them back and forth like you said. Yeah, just kind of make a decision and go with it. Because they they compared him to Chris Sale when the White Sox drafted him, and at least Chris Sale, like he spent that like first month of his rookie year coming out of the bullpen as a you know late season call up, but then he was right back in the rotation like the next year. Right, yeah, and he he said he modeled his slider after Chris Sale, and they had some scouts give him a seventy grade on the slider, which is really high, you know. So, yeah. you know, it's just another one of those Rodon Sale kind of guys that you can hopefully develop, you know, like they have, and get you know get something out of them. For sure. So the draft has come. Baseball's not going to happen, uh, <laughs> but the documentary happened. Long gone summer. More like a long. Yeah, everyone's everyone's mad about that documentary. I have yeah. not watched it, but from what I heard, I'm probably not gonna watch it. For every... Oh, it was good though. I don't. It was, yeah, it wasn't that bad. It was everyone... a two hour long documentary, is what I heard. I heard yeah, Sammy Sosa's only in it for about twenty minutes. The rest is McGuire just blatantly saying, "Yeah, I did steroids. Everybody did." And then they threw it all on Barry Bonds. <laughs> No, I don't know. Not really, no. That's not really what happened at all. No, yeah. I mean, it was more centered on Mark McGuire because he broke the record, and I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um, But it was like, they really don't even talk about doing steroids to the end. He just sort of says, well, it was legal. Well, it was legal. You know, nothing I was doing. And he talks about like. I'm ashamed, but oh well. Yeah. You know, and he mentions he mentions how like at the time the Andro stuff that he was taking, there was no ban against it. And he said yeah. when they when they caught him with it, he reached out to the drug company to be like, Hey, can you back me up and tell me that like the shit is legal and it's good? And the drug company was like, Huh, psych, we're not gonna we're not gonna back you up and he said that was like the biggest problem was if that drug company would have like would have backed him up, it might have he might have been able to possibly like skate by but no they did i thought it was good the only thing that was weird and i i've seen people on on facebook complain about it too was they kept using like modern images cur- cur- with yeah. yeah they kept using current footage of fans which just did not make much sense like they used that as filler and i was like what like that made zero sense at all <laughs> 
So I haven't watched it. That was mild. Maybe I wasn't watching in that much detail. I was working, but I don't know. I just saw a bunch of shot with shots of fans, and it was kind of weird. Like, yeah, I mean, Sosa, like that was the thing though too. I mean, they they gave Sosa enough of a headlock, like enough, like they let Sosa explain his backstory of coming from the Dominican Republic. They talked about, they let Sosa talk about how he was the, you know, more fun guy, while Maguire was the more like serious, you know, nine to five worker guy. But Sosa was the, you know, guy that loved the camera and. Um, they talked about Harry Carey dying at the beginning of that season and how the Cubs were supposed to be terrible, but then they were actually good because, you know, because Carey They made Wood, the wild card. Yeah, Carey Wood helped them out, and then Sosa came out strong. And, you know, they it, it was a little bit more of Mark McGuire because Sosa's had Because Sosa, too, has been the subject of a bunch of documentaries already. So a lot of people already know his story. But McGuire, I mean, even... I didn't realize that he was originally a pitcher. Like he, he had goals of being a professional pitcher, not even not even, even in college. Yeah, yeah, USC pitcher. Yeah, so. he wanted. Yeah, he wanted to go to USC as a pitcher, and it was the hitting coach. They sent the hitting coach out to look at him. He was like, "What? This guy's a pitcher." And the the manager was like, "Uh, just go take a look at him." And then I guess the rest is history. So I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna sit down whenever I have time this week. I've been running around. Like a chicken with my head cut off, but I'm making decent money right now, and I'm getting all these jobs done. I'm about to go on vacation, but let's end the show out with some segments here. But we got ball guy of the weeks that we got to get to, right? And one of them's a cartoon. Elmer Fudd, Vance. Elmer Fudd. You want you want to lead this? They took his gun away. I was joking. I honestly had no idea that was a guess. That's cool. Um, but yeah, that, that's an internet thing, right? They took his gun away. Yeah, they took because the new Looney Tunes. They took his gun away. What's Elmer Fudd without his gun? Even in like the new S- Space Jam, is Elmer Fudd in the new Space Jam? I don't know. I was trying to figure it out. So Elmer Fudd, I thought he he deserved to be a ball guy of the week last week, but we didn't have a show uh, because, like I said, he's making headlines. Now he's just what? What does he do? He's supposed to be a hunter who hunts Bugs Bunny, but now he doesn't have a gun. So what? What does he do? He's gonna set up net traps and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gonna play the new like Coyote Roadrunner, you know? Yeah, right. So that's one of my ball guys of the week, and my other ball guy of the week, Kyle Long. Right? Kyle Long has been on social media, and I don't know. I mean, he says, you know, he still loves the Bears. He cheers for the Bears. But there's something about that staff that he says doesn't want him or he would never go back and play for them. So I don't know the relationship between him and the staff, but he seems a little heated with the current uh, roster coaching staff and all that that's there right now. And he looks good. He lost a lot of weight. He's leaned up a lot. Kyle Long looks great, so I think he deserved a uh, ball guy of the week. Boys, too hot to handle. Starting five. I'm probably a number one pick, as Jeremy tweeted earlier, or texted us earlier. <laughs> too hot to handle. Jeremy, you could go first. Vance, you could go third. I'll go right in the middle. Let's hammer this out. Let's get the hell out of here. Get on our ways. Let everybody get out of Section 312 a little bit early this week. Things that are too hot to handle, the draft is now open. Um, 
My new number one pick is Vance. That's Woo! My one pick. Vance is too hot to handle? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, my first pick, I'm going to take that first bite of a Hot Pocket when you take it out of the microwave and it just burns the shit out of your mouth. Oh, you just inspired me, dog. Yeah. that That's too hot for me to handle. That first bite of a fresh Hot Pocket. How about that first sip of hot chocolate? Oh, that one gets you. Tongue off. And you're like, God damn it, why did I do that? But then you do it every time anyways, and yeah. you're like, oh, well. That one gets you. That's a good one. That, that's me every time. Um, my next one is going to be um, like a ghost pepper. Didn't they make ghost pepper Doritos or something? I mean, th- those are hot, man. <laughs> those, are, those are really hot. Um, okay, for my second pick, I'm going to go with the red little salsa stuff from El Famous Burrito. You know, I thought it was regular. Ooh. I thought it was regular like salsa today, and I put it all over my uh, huevos a la mexicana, <laughs> and I ate it, and my mouth was on fire. My head felt like it was like having the steam coming out of my ears. My nose was running. Is this where you got the idea from? Yeah, I was like, man, this is way too hot. <laughs> well, this was way too hot for me to handle. So that's going to be my second pick. Um. So. Let's see, I got back-to-back picks. Um, my first pick is going to be uh, when you're barefoot and you walk on the, like, the concrete. Yeah. Like, the concrete around, like, your pool. And you're like, ah, fuck. You know, and you got to, like, do that staggering walk where you're like, where the fuck are my shoes? Like, yeah, ah. right, right. That's and a good you're one. there. you're standing there trying to put your shoes on and you're just burning your feet off. You're like, all right, cool, thanks. So that's my second pick. And then my my third pick, um, celebrities. I think she is absolutely gorgeous, and that is Emily Ratajkowski, former model and current actress. I think she. You know what I'm looking up after this? <laughs> too hot to handle. I think she is. Damn. I can hot. look it up right now. I got two screens going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. What didn't she date the weekend? Uh, maybe I don't know. Probably. I think she dated. Oh, Abel. there we go, Ratajkowski. What is she? The chick from the movie? From uh, the chick from the movie. What from, movie? Uh, I, uh, what act? Uncut Gems. Sorry, Uncut Gems, where she fucks around with the weekend. Remember that? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think no. That's she wasn't in Uncut Gems. She was in like. No, uh, I'm joking though. You know what I mean? How his uh, girlfriend yeah. was like banging the weekend. She, she was in Gone Girl. She was like Ben Affleck's mistress in Gone Girl. She was in the Robin Thicke Blurred Lines music video. Uh, yeah, I've seen her before. I'm looking at her on uh, the right now. She was in. Um, I don't know about all that. She was in the Zac Efron DJ movie. Um, skinny for my blood. I'm a big guy. I crush her ass. <laughs> 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 all right, my third pick. I'm gonna go with sunburn. Right, that's too hot for me to handle. Woo! That's a good one. Underrated pick right there. Yeah, sunburn is way too hot for me to handle. All right, my next two are going to be people. First one is Jeremy Sneed. I'm looking at his nipples right now. He's too hot to handle. Big old door stoppers. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my next one, I'm going to do Jennifer Aniston in the early seasons of Friends. Way too hot to handle. <laughs> he just... 
<laughs> he laughed after that. He got because so you called him doorstopper. <laughs> he got well, you know, he's always sitting here recording with the shirt off, right? He can't <laughs> he can't come here and sit down and not expect, you know, to be <laughs> if you sit in section three one two with your shirt off, you may get hazed. All right. Just a little hazing. <laughs> Just it's a little funny bit. games. Um so my fourth one is going to be Alexa Bliss, hands down. Woo! That's what Will was just saying the other day that he's like in love with Alexa Bliss. She's good looking. There's no doubt. Alexa Bliss, that is uh, too hot to handle. You know, I kind of like Lacey Evans. I mean, it's not necessarily my pick, but I think she's hot for some reason. I don't. Know. I'm very into that. Her whole thing, her mean sassy girl thing. I don't know, dude. Like the Southern thing. I'm into that. Why is he so heated? Is he texting you? <laughs> it's in the group <laughs> chat. He said, auto pick me. I'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs> oh, I <didn't> know. <laughs> oh, oh man. God, okay. So he's on auto pick. Um, I think his fourth pick is his temper. That's a little too hot to handle. <laughs> and the fifth one is probably... Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the fifth one would be. Probably just his body temperature, right? Because that's why he's always wearing no shirt. So he he, <laughs> he just might be a little too hot to handle. He in... does look a little red sometimes. I'm like, is he cool? Yeah, he, he might just be a little too too hot to handle. Um, back to me, my fifth pick after his two auto picks. Uh, my fifth pick, too hot to handle. I'm okay. I'm going to go with the big pasta pot when you're boiling water and you go to pick up the handles because you think that you could just get in and drain the water but you you always try it first and it's still too hot and you got to put the oven mitts on and then grab the big old pot yeah well that or when the fucking steam kicks up in your face when you pour it that's the worst that's the worst <laughs> yeah dude, i hate doing that because my mom will always like be like help me she's too weak and i'm like okay i'll do it but then the steam in my eyes I'm like ah fuck um i'm trying to think what i want to go with my last one here um part of me was just thinking with the grill today i was grilling on a charcoal grill and man it was like i couldn't even get stuff out of there it was so hot like i was trying to like get them out and like flip them and stuff what'd you make my arm was like burning i made burgers nice yeah i just made burgers with some meat i had and then uh put some uh fries in the air fryer it was sweet so it didn't too long. So that wraps up this week's starting five. Dipping out a little early. Catch us all next week in section three one two. We haven't had a guest for a while. We've all reached out to so many people, but everybody nobody wants to get back to us. I'm gonna actually reach out to Chris Masters because I got his email, so I'm gonna email him, try and get him on the show to figure out why the fuck Bobby Lashley is stealing his master lock. <laughs> so so does he have permission? <laughs> yeah, does he have permission to steal the master lock? We we need to figure that out. Uh, we are an affiliate of the Midwest Sports Network. Go check them out at mwsn.net. Go check us out on all of our social media at Section Three One Two Show. We are an Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify. Go get some merch, section312.com. Go check out Thrive Fantasy. Enter our code SCC312. You get some money when you deposit 10 bucks. They'll match you 10 bucks. 
Until next week, once we get uh, Jeremy calmed down in a nice little ice bath and <laughs> we're all back together. Maybe Matt will show up. Who the fuck knows at this point? This is section three, one, two. Mm-hmm.